Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on creative calling. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Chase Jarvis, who's an award-winning artist, entrepreneur, and one of the most influential photographers of the past decade, and of course, the founder of Creative Live. Today, we're going to be talking about how we can harness the power of creativity, how habits can cultivate creativity, and the role community plays in pursuing our dreams, and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Getting your sales copy and funnels just right can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels' new One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. When it comes to hiring, you can save time and get more qualified candidates fast with ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Chase, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Sure. Happy to be here, Fire Nation. What's up? Um... I'm Chase, and the thing that you probably don't know about me is that in second grade, I used to perform magic tricks in front of my second grade class and had a weekly comic strip that accompanied my magic show. Have you ever thought about revamping that comic strip? Oh my God, no, but that is a great, <laughs> I'm going to give you full credit a year from now when this thing is crushing. Now, I've, I've, I have some friends that are really into the comic scene, and I have not I think the gap between my, my second grade, well, I'll just confess my second grade character, his name was Clyde, somewhere between a one of those little ghosts that used to chase uh, Pac-Man and maybe like Grover. So it was not, <laughs> not a good looking character. You know, I'm thinking of like all the Marvel universe. So I, I, the, the gap between my second grade comic strip and what would be required is significant, but I'm an optimist. So a year from now, I'll credit you. All right. Well, I love it. That's the point of this question is to kind of bring people into awareness of something that, you know, <laughs> they might not know about Chase Jarvis. Because I know you are pretty much an open book, especially when it comes to creativity. And today's audio masterclass is all about creative calling. So I just kind of want to dive in because you do believe that creativity is innate in everyone. So can you expound upon that? Yeah, happy to do it. I mean, just like walk into any first grade classroom, right? And say, who, who wants to come into the front of the room and draw me a picture? How many hands go up? Everyone. Literally, yeah, literally every hand goes up. And it's not even a, a question. It's um, So what we know about creativity and the science is clear, that little empirical experiment is something that everybody can relate to as well. But we know is that we're creating machines and we're um, we have this innate power to make reality around ourselves by changing you know I guess that's what you have to believe if you want to make your way in this life is that you need to be able to affect outcomes um, to create not just in the sense of uh, drawing and painting and sculpting although those are great examples of creativity but I'm thinking about creativity with the capital C. So my goal with the book and in this conversation is to help people understand that creativity, the definition of creativity is much larger than we thought. And like we're co-creating this moment right here. Totally. You and me. Like if, yeah. And when you realize that, 
you know, the cool thing is if you can acknowledge pretty simply that everyone's creative and just on those basis, these empirical experiments and realize that we, we do have agency over our lives. And then, you know, kind of step two beyond that is that you realize that creativity is a muscle. It's like a habit. It's like any other muscle that the more you work it, the stronger it gets. Then it's, it, it falls pretty simply on point three, which is that it's literally through creating anything on a regular basis that we strengthen that muscle, that we can create everything in our lives. So, you know, the goal then, if you step back, is why don't we use this muscle? Why don't we think and talk more about this muscle that we have to create, you know, a masterpiece out of this one precious life that we've got? I love that phrase, creating a masterpiece in this one life that we got. And Fire Nation, we talk about this fairly often on the show, but it comes back to putting in the reps. I mean, how did I go from a crappy podcast host to a not so crappy to an okay to a kind of good and so on and so forth? I've now done 2,364 interviews on Entrepreneurs on Fire. I've put in the reps. I'm working on that muscle to become yeah. better at my craft. And there's a couple amazing examples, Chase. I'm not sure if you're familiar with a few of these, but like one of them is this woman and she was actually followed by, uh, it was a podcast episode, but she was followed for a year's time because her dream was to become an opera singer. And she was terrible. Her voice off key. She had as bad a voice as you can imagine. Over the course of a year, you couldn't tell the difference between her at the end of that year because she was obviously training with professionals. She was putting in the reps every single day. She was unbelievable. Yep. Like, look at what Bradley Cooper did with The Star is Born. That guy wasn't a singer, but he's like, I'm going to become a singer. And he put in the reps and he made things happen. And something I don't even honestly know, Chase, if you've looked into this, I'm just kind of curious to ask you, but when do we lose that like raising our hand in the first grade when we're like, I'll draw a picture? Like, does that happen in the fourth grade, in the seventh? Like, when do we lose that thought process that we can just go and create and not worry about it? If you go back to the opening question, you asked me about second grade and, and that I'd had those things in right. second grade. Um, my personal experience was, the summer between first and second, I did my first film. It was called The Sons of Zorro. It washed cars in the neighborhood to make enough money to buy film and borrow a camera. And we made this funny little film and screened it in the the the, the neighbors downstairs on in David Trollson's downstairs. And we made more money than we spent. So my first film, summer between first and second grade, profitable, <laughs> wow. more than more than most Hollywood blockbusters sure. can 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 say. And then I step into second grade. As I mentioned, I had magic, uh, a magic show. I like to tell I had a little stand-up comedy routine. I had a comic strip. And then second grade, right before the holidays, parent-teacher conference. And there was an ice cream social going on next door. And I stumbled into my room right as my teacher was telling my parents that Chase is so much better at sports than he is at art. And like that little moment right there. For me, and most people, if I say that in front of a crowded room of people, they go, oh, that's so, you know, so shameful. How, the, how did that teacher know? And, but the second grade me didn't actually, it wasn't, I wasn't sad for being told I wasn't good at something. I was more attuned to, okay, what am I good at? I'm good at sports. I'm going to do that because we're social animals, whether we like it or not. Approval, connection, um, all that stuff is hardwired in our DNA, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. So I just started running at the thing that I was, you know, told I was good at. And what we often get programmed in our culture is that creativity is a nice to have, not a must have. The things that are must haves are things like 
you know, business and practical things like, you know, English. And of course, you know, there's any number of narratives we can craft around it. But what's missing from that narrative is that creativity or creating is the basis for everything. It's not just some things. It's literally, if you're putting two ideas together, you're creating. And pretty much everything the last time I checked around you was created. Look around, like the computer that we're talking on, the furniture that you're sitting on, the film you watched last night, the experience that you had, you know, the last time you were at the theater or the the, uh, the last time you used an amazing product on your phone. All those things were created. I mean, you and I were called founders, right? I didn't find anything. <laughs> I built this stuff. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand <laughs> this sort of disconnect between, you know, that creativity is this whimsical, playful, maybe even naive thing to pursue. So, you know, the, the, it's a little bit longer answer than you bargained for. But ultimately, what we're, um, you know, we're, we're the conditioning starts pretty early that creativity equals art, and that art equals popsicle sticks and and uh, pipe cleaners and a little bit of glue here and there. And what we really know now, stepping back, is that creativity is as fundamental as nutrition or exercise or, or mindfulness. So we covered some of this already, but I just know that we can kind of continue to expand upon this whole mindset, you know, which is when we do find our creativity or we reignite that creativity, why should we be harnessing it? Like, what are those benefits? Well, the benefit is being able to shape this one precious life into something that you want. And, you know, whether I think it's it's really interesting if you deconstruct the lives as, as both of you and I have, you've done a couple thousand episodes. I've done a few hundred, have had a podcast for more than 10 years. Creative Live, my online learning company has, you know, 10,000 10, hours of content. We've given away billions and billions and billions of minutes of learning from people like Sir Richard Branson, Brene Brown, Aaron Huffington, et cetera. <laughs> Johnny Dumas. <laughs> exactly. You know this, but like w w the lives that our culture celebrates, the lives that if you're listening to this and you're, you know, you're driving to work right now or you're on a jog or a walk or wherever you are, the lives that you admire and respect, the lives of people who are not just successful, but fulfilled, these lives are created. They don't just happen. It's not, it's not a cork bobbing in the tide. And sure, there's relative privilege. I mean, you and I are both born white, male, born in America. You know, we do have plenty of advantage. Truth. There's no question about it. But regardless of background, socioeconomic status, gender, orientation, any of that, the lives that you aspire to, the people that you see on the internet or in person, those are created. And so, you know, the the answer to the question, what good is creativity? is like only if you want to create a, a, a masterpiece out of your life, then you should pay attention. And I don't know anyone who says no to the question, do you want to create a masterpiece with your life? And what we're told, this is part of what's confusing, is we're told – um, to dream big, but be practical, you know, and my response to that is you, you can't both, you can't stand out and fit in at the same time. <laughs> and so it's like, we're, we're, we're sold this sort of, um, this conflicted, um, line of what's possible for this one precious life that we've got. We need to be practical. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's this false narrative in our culture that, 
you you know that all entrepreneurs they you know bet it all on black and go all in and take that second mortgage and that's in fact you know if you deconstruct the lives of the most successful people and fulfilled people i think that's important to keep hitting that fulfilled angle that that's not at all how they did it they usually created something over time in an area of passion and they were aware that they were making something they they imagined what was possible they designed a system to get there they executed that vision and then they amplified that through community through storytelling through connecting with with other people and and sharing their their story so those are incidentally those are the four parts of of my my new book creative calling i d e a imagine design execute and amplify so again long longer question than you or longer answer than you probably <laughs> bargained for but it's like what of what use is creativity it's 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 foundational to to everything well you're a podcaster chase so i'm bargaining for a lot of very lengthy in-depth answers so <laughs> i much appreciate it and i can guarantee you that everyone listening to entrepreneurs on fire right now they want to create a masterpiece of their life so you are absolutely in good company and I-D-E-A, Idea Fire Nation. This is the acronym that Chase has created within his book, Creative Calling. We'll be diving more into that in a little bit. But first off, Chase, I want to talk about how you believe creativity is a habit, not a skill. And I love this phrase that you use, a practice, not a product. Tell us more. It goes back to that muscle. you know. And I think um, Maya Angelou probably says said it best, which is, Creativity is an infinite resource. The more you use, the more you have. And if you look at it through that lens or this this lens that we've already established that like anything, you, you put in the reps, 2,000 reps in your podcast here. And if, if, if creativity has that same angle, creativity as a muscle, then it makes sense to think about it as a habit rather than something you – do in art class or you do um once a year when it's time to you know do something creative for your birthday or when you need to create a costume for your son or daughter or and you know i think to juxtapose that viewpoint to that i'm literally co-creating this moment with you jld and what do we want to make of this we want to make something valuable and rich and engaging for people so what's the way to do that i'm like I'm contributing to this moment with, you know, my mind and my heart and my, the, the way I see the world and, and you are too. And if you can start to think about those, these habits less, less in like, oh my gosh, I want to be a billionaire someday, or I want to, you know, take my company public, or I want to have a, a lifestyle where I can travel the world and I'm, you know, money is not a worry. I have passive income. Like the distance between where you are and those goals is probably quite far for most people, you know, whether it's a hundred, hundred hours or a thousand miles or 10,000 hours, you know, the, the phrase, the cool thing though, is that if you employ creativity as your mechanism, you're only one decision away from having that prize. And that prize is that your the decision is that you're willing to do what it takes to get there. And if you deconstruct, then what does it take to get there? It takes regular application of effort in the direction of the thing that you want to do. And what are you doing if you're not creating that experience for yourself? If you want to learn to speak a language, you have to, 
you know, learn the rules of the language. You have to sit down across the, the table from someone who knows the language and throw yourself out there, be awkward, speak incorrectly, make mistakes. And whether you're learning a language or building a business, again, there's this gap. And the only way you can close this gap is by creating in small daily ways. Nobody snaps their fingers and travels 10,000 hours or 10,000 miles or becomes a master overnight, right? You, you just said it yourself with your, with the podcast, how many reps you've had to take. And when you deconstruct the lives of the most successful people, that's how they got there too. So to me, this idea of having creativity, being aware of it is the key, being aware that you're actually creating your life in every moment. And you know, if you look at the opportunities that we have to think like this throughout the day, how did you get to work today? Did you take the same exact train, the same path, mm. or did you create, you know, it, did you break up your default neural network and give yourself an opportunity to experience life in a slightly different way? You've been making the same pasta sauce for 10 years. <laughs> and what if you changed that tonight? Just a little bit, just in some, like added more salt, took about, took out a little pepper, added cilantro or whatever the thing was. And if you can start to think of create creating those small moments, this is partly what helps you understand that you're a creating machine, that you have agency over your own life. And it is understanding and having an awareness of this agency that allows you to live your dreams. Nobody that I know has tapped into their dreams without an awareness that they could change their current situation and make it better in service of their goal or vision that they have for themselves. Every master was a disaster fire nation. It's across the board. And I love the phrase that you use, Chase. If you employ creativity as a mechanism, you are only one decision away from your prize. I mean, let that sink in, Fire Nation. That's powerful. It is powerful. I mean, you're, you're 10,000 hours away. And that can feel far and frustrating and tiresome and worrisome and stressful. But if you decide today that, you know what, hell or high water, this is what I want for my one precious life. Those are the people who you look up to, whether it's your neighbor or JLD or Sir Richard Branson or Brene Brown or Arlen Hamilton, whoever. Those are people who have made that decision and you can be in that crew tomorrow one decision away. And Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about how habits cultivate creativity, what role community actually plays in pursuing our dreams, and of course, Chase's book, Creative Calling, which we're going to be diving into as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Your company is only as good as the people you hire, and finding qualified candidates isn't easy. Luckily, we have tools that can help, like ZipRecruiter. I want to share a case study that's a perfect example of this. Meet Jermaine, the Director of Talent Acquisition at Hurricane Grill and Wings, a casual dining restaurant with 70 locations across the U.S. Jermaine needed a consistent flow of candidates to grow their franchises, but he was having a tough time. Other job sites didn't deliver the quality or volume of candidates he needed. 
Also, using multiple job sites led to a complex hiring process. ZipRecruiter's all-in-one solution provided Jermaine with a sustainable flow of candidates with the required experience, and he was able to fully staff new franchises within three weeks. Jermaine says, with ZipRecruiter, we found the hiring success we've been looking for. And Jermaine isn't alone. In fact, four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Once again, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Online funnels can be intimidating. They require setup and technical aspects you might not be familiar with. But what if I told you that you can build an online funnel from scratch and get it live in just 30 days. With the One Funnel Away Challenge from ClickFunnels, you really are just 30 days away from getting your funnel live. Here's how it works. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge at eofire.com slash funnel. Every day you'll receive a mission to complete, each mission being a step in the process of creating, building, and launching your funnel. Get ready to rock your funnel with a trifecta training approach, daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. Complete the task given to you every day for 30 days, and by the end of the 30 days, you should have a funnel that is live and ready to generate leads and sales. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel and get daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. That's eofire.com slash funnel. So Chase, we're back. And before the break, we were talking about how habits cultivate creativity and how we were going to really dive into that in the rest of the time that we have here today. So can you kind of talk about how habits specifically have cultivated creativity in your life and like what lessons Fire Nation can take away and employ to their own? Sure. It's it's very much a, a practice. It's not dissimilar to awareness or meditation, if anyone has any experience with that, that without um, being woo-woo about it, attention or meditation, mindfulness is just, is the act of focusing your mind on one thing. And if you wander, as we all do, as all minds do, that's not the, the, the part, the practice part of meditation is just bringing your attention back to whatever it is, the mind, the, the, mantra or the vision that you've got, whatever your, your form of meditation or mindfulness might be. And the same is true with habits. Like we all are, we're, we're imperfect by nature. Life happens. Um, things get in the way, but rather than letting those things derail you permanently, just, just the act of getting back to work. And to me, this, this, the, the way that we can think about creativity if we put it into a daily practice, it's what if you just took, you know, a handful of pictures every day with your iPhone. Right now, there's someone in Oklahoma saying, wait a minute, that's going to make me a better entrepreneur or a better father. Or yes, the reality is, and the science is very clear, that when you're consistently making new neural pathways, that not only are you, you know, developing your mind, and you've probably heard of neuroplasticity of, of you know, giving your brain more capacity to solve problems. But you're also, again, un- underpinning this idea that you are you are an agent of your life and that you are the one who decides um, what's possible for yourself, that you are the one who, in taking action, can change your current set of circumstances. And so for me, I, I take this stuff reasonably seriously. But here's the cool thing about creativity 
if it just does not require that you move to Paris and wear the beret and smoke the cigarette. It does not require you get a new set of friends. It is not something that is over there. You don't have to have an oil paints. This is super practical. And by just understanding uh, through a handful of daily actions that you can change the outcome of your life, whether that's playing the guitar, baking a cake, building a business is one of the most creative things I've ever done in my life. And I'm a lifelong artist, like building creative live and, and a couple of businesses that I've had before this. They take so much into consideration. There's so many dynamic variables and and you know this and Fire Nation knows this because they're all out there building their own businesses. And if you start to look at that as a creative act, that every day you're taking your reps, then you start to develop this muscle. I mean, again, the first time you read a balance sheet, you're like, I don't know, this seems a little weird. I'm not quite sure. I don't like this number here that's negative. And, and over time, not only do you become more fluent with the the tools of the trade of being an entrepreneur, but you also, you know, this is what mastery is. You start to be aware of where everything sits in space and where and, and how you can affect an outcome by changing this lever over here or having this meeting over there or, you know, cutting costs or growing revenue. There's a, there's, you start to be fluent the more reps you take. So, and the, the most fundamental level, I try and actively create things every day, even if they're they're just a, a photograph on my phone, uh, five minutes strumming the the ten <laughs> ten notes and half a dozen chords that I know on the guitar, um, or actually engaging in in um, you know just being aware of what I'm creating here at work when I'm I'm building a business. And I just very simple anecdote of and and if you're wondering like oh is it too late I'm fifty two or I'm too young I'm only eighteen. The answer is this is this affects everyone and everyone can ignite or reignite this in themselves at, at a moment's notice. And I just I give an example of my mom who in 2009, I did the first iPhone app that shared photographs with social networks. It was the app of the year on the Apple platform. Um, it was called Best Camera and it was the earliest photo app that you could, you know, it was the earliest photo social network. And we ended up getting our ass kicked by Instagram. Um, as most, most people are not using this <laughs> camera right now, they're using Instagram. Um, but in 2009, I gave my mom and my mom, very practical woman. She, you know, was in charge of her household from a very, very young age and, um, always believed that she, and didn't have any heartache about it, but believed she wasn't creative or that creativity was sort of a nice to have. And, and at age roughly 68, I gave her an iPhone and this this app that I had developed, I put that on it, and she started taking pictures just during her walk at lunch. And this is she always took a walk at lunch, and she started taking pictures and sharing it. And she went not in a matter of minutes or days, but in a matter of weeks. And notice it's not months or years either. In a matter of weeks, her friends all acknowledged her innate creativity, her wild creativity. They were like, oh my gosh, we had no idea you were so creative. And virtually, you know, in the course of a month, she went from really not thinking about herself in that way, nor did her friends, to like, ideally, people thought of her as the most creative in her little friend group. And I watched it change how she dressed. I watched it change the travels that she took. And instead of just going to the to the family cabin for two weeks, she started traveling to China and Australia and Africa and India. And like it literally changed her life just because she realized through this small action that she was in charge of creating her life.
I just love how the theme that's evolving today is about putting in the reps because anybody listening right now can number one, make a decision and number two, put in the reps. So do it, Fire Nation. <laughs> make those two steps. You can be frustrated like there's this gap between where you are and where you want to be. But when you realize that it's just a matter of, you know, again, I, I really like this framework that I developed. No, no mistake. <laughs> it's, it's mine. <laughs> I should like it. I spent years writing this book. But when I deconstructed the success of all, you know, the, the people who I was very, you know, intimately connected with my mentors and friends and peers, and we share a lot of these people in common and people on my show or creative live, like it was a very clear pattern that emerged, which is imagining what I want to do, designing a plan to get there, executing that vision, and then bringing your community along for the ride. And, you know, what seems like this big, strange, um, you know, infinitely multidimensional life that we have, when you start to realize that everything is created, thing one, and thing two, that everything that's created that goes well has this pattern to it of imagining, designing, executing, and amplifying. You know, like it to me, it gave me just a framework for thinking about who I was and what did I want to do and 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 how to get there, which is what we're most mostly most of us are missing. It seems we're overwhelmed and there's so many choices and. But ask Richard Branson how he got there, and he might have some different words for it, but I promise it looks something like what we're talking about right now. I want to spend the rest of the time talking about your book, Creative Calling, because you're a busy guy, Chase. You've achieved a lot of success in a lot of different areas. You really could be doing anything right now with your time, but you decided to take a good chunk of that and sit down and write a book. So share with us why and why Fire Nation is really going to resonate with these concepts. I will be transparent to a fault that <laughs> a man, if I could have made a bunch of internet videos or just hosted a few more podcasts or, you know, I, I, I would have chosen that. But to me, this, it needed to be a book and uh, it's my third book, but it's my first, the previous ones were, you know, my background is largely as a photographer. So my first two books were photo books. This is my first, um, word book. It's, it's oriented in this sort of how to transform your life part of whether it's self-help it's the intersection of self-help and business um and i'm proud to say that it went you know straight to a bunch of the bestseller lists you know the first week it was out and i think there, there's something that's starting to resonate but it needed to be a book because there's a certain level of engagement there's a certain set of ideas that transcend just a two or a five minute video on on instagram or on youtube and there's also a there's an understanding in our culture that you can get a great package in a book that that's where some of the best thinkers in the world will collect their ideas. And, and w whether it's a, a book or a podcast or what, whatever, we all have our, our primary or secondary modes of both creating or consuming. And while this was not my preferred, I just needed to be the book. Um, and so, yeah, it took, took two years to write the thing. Um, and it's, largely is, as I mentioned not too long ago, is deconstructing the lives of the most successful and, and fulfilled people that I know, what's worked for them and what hasn't. And it, it just, you know, what emerged really clearly in the data was this, this formula, the idea system. And if I think about the, you know, my personal goal is to make the world a more creative place. And, and again, by creativity, it's not just art. 
um, although art is a great manifestation of it, but creativity underpins the solution to every problem we will ever know. You know, that the fact that there's a billion people don't have clean drinking water, we're going to solve that through engineering and creativity. Like we use words like innovation all the time, but innovation is, is literally just creativity applied. So I'm trying to get us to, to do two things. One, draw a larger circle around creativity, make people understand that creativity with a capital C is actually this huge superhuman power that we've all got. And then two, give people a simple framework for understanding that they're creative and that they can, you know, use it to create and craft this one precious life. So to me, it was a labor of love. I wouldn't have changed uh, a thing other than I would, (laughs) I would have, um, maybe started writing it a little sooner and giving myself a little longer because there's a lot of 5 a.m. mornings and a lot of uh, weekends up at my little cabin snuggled down writing this thing. But labor of love and, um, again, I, I, I think there's there's real meat in there for anyone. I, and if you identify as a creator already, then this is going to be uh, – it's going to help you explain – to your friends and family and, and potentially to yourself. Oh, okay. Now I understand this a little more. I have some context from someone like me who've spent their whole life thinking about this. And then what I'm equally, maybe even more excited about is the, the cross section of people who are listening to this right now. And I call, I call some folks creative curious. They don't identify as a creator, maybe as a business person or entrepreneur, but they know there's something there there's some some sort of mysterious power and this makes it really clear and really simple a what it is and b how to use it so it was a labor of love and i could not be happier to have it out in the world and i would love to get it in the hands of fire nation <laughs> well you're making me a little nervous though i mean two years i actually just signed <laughs> my first official traditional publishing deal with harper collins leadership i mean i've self-published four journals but this is like my first book and I only have six months to write this thing. So um, I'm kind of getting a little uh, sweating the palms now, but I think it's going to be a different process. <laughs> I went through HarperCollins as well. I had a oh, great, cool. great editor over there uh, and don't have enough, you know, they don't have anything bad to say, only good things to say about my experience other than it was like to really craft the book that I wanted to craft. It was, you know, again, I'm not writing is not my primary medium of expression. So there was uh, a while of, you know, I've written thousands of blog posts and I went to, was in a PhD program in philosophy. So there's a lot of writing there, but I had to get unstuck for a while. And, um, and I think you're going to be just fine, man. You've got more material, (laughs) you know, again, and and you've had this same benefit that I've had, which is long running podcast. You get to talk to some of the most, you know, exciting and, um, influential, fascinating and, and successful, fulfilled people in the world. And this is why, you know, we listen to your podcast. This is why we, if we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with, we want to spend time with people who motivate and inspire us and help us paint a picture of the world that we want to live in. And so to me, it, it, it wasn't even a question of whether or not I should do it. It was how fast and, you know, how, um, how to craft a story such that it it reached the right right audience. Well, now that we have Fire Nation salvatating, what's the best place they can go to 
pick up a few of these because I mean they're going to want to give some away as gifts because obviously the holidays are approaching. Oh man, it's it's a perfect gift too because again it's it's not just for people who um, it, the Trojan horse is it's about creativity and it will supercharge all of your creative faculties, but it's really about how to to live the life of your dreams. And to me, what are we doing if not that, right? And if not you, who? And if not now, when? So get after it, Fire Nation. This is a challenge. Where do we go? Anywhere books are sold. Uh, any of the Amazons, the Barnes and Nobles, the, uh, your local Bam, book. Books a Million? Books a Million. Oh, I love it's that on story. Bam. You got it. <laughs> and, um, and again, just my hope is um, that it can reframe this conversation beyond what we're taught to believe. And the confusing thing when we're getting advice from our parents and our career counselors and our friends and peers is you know that creativity might be naive or that we need to be practical and it's understandable because that advice comes from people who who want the best for you they want you to be safe and yet if you think about it this is probably the riskiest time in the history of the world to play it safe because if everyone's doing that and the, the middle lanes are all clogged up like the job that you want to have might not even be invented yet. The opportunities for you to change your life, as we just talked about a moment ago, it's only it's one decision away. And so this idea of the people who are important to you coaching you to play it safe, they, you know, the times have changed and they're changing. They're outpacing the advice that we're getting um, from from people who are influential and important are in to us. And that's part of what, you know, what is confusing and creates a lot of, I think, churn and anxiety and, and unhappiness in our culture is that we're not pursuing the things that are going to get us the freedom or the depth of experience or the richness that we can out of life. We're told to pursue something that's useful. And, and I don't know a, a bigger way to or a faster way to cultivate an unhappy existence and then doing something with 90% of your time that you don't love. So for obviously Fire Nation, super well attuned to going after their dreams. And, you know, I think of creative calling and, you know, more broadly acknowledging and, and working on your own creativity as not only a pass, but the path to get there. Fire Nation, there is no traffic on the extra mile. So get up on there. And if I could actually sum up this episode in one sentence, it would be make the decision to make your life a masterpiece, then go put in the reps. Fire Nation, that's the sum up of the sentence of this entire episode. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And hello, you've been hanging out with CJ and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Chase in the search bar and the show notes page will pop up with everything that we've talked about today. Links to everything. And of course, go to wherever your favorite bookstores are in the world, anywhere books are sold and pick up Creative Calling. Make it a gift for a family, friend, loved one, you name it. Make their holiday special. And Chase, I want to say thank you, brother, for sharing these value bombs with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Appreciate it, GLD. Thanks for having me on the show, bud. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Chase. And that's Chase Jarvis, by the way, not the bank. (laughs) And if you had your big idea, you'd be ready to ignite But guess what? If you don't, you're not. 
So I have a completely free training that's going to get you to your big idea. And I'm talking less than an hour, Fire Nation, less than 60 minutos. Visit yourbigidea.io today and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Getting your sales copy and funnels just right can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels' new One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. Successful entrepreneurs take advantage of tools that do things more efficiently. And when it comes to hiring, the tool to use is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.